You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Happy Tuesday. I hope that you have an excellent day walking with the Lord today. Uh, I know as we scatter for our week on mission, the podcast gives us the opportunity to remember that we are all loving the Lord together, even when we're not gathered. I want to start with a quick testimony today, just something really neat from last week, and then I want to share a devotion today uh, from Luke's Gospel. So, testimony first. Um, man, just an awesome opportunity to watch the Lord at work. I went to see um, see one of our church members the other day, and while we were visiting, um, my friend asked if I would be praying for the wife of one of the of one of his neighbors, and you know, of course, I said, "Well, sure." So she's very sick; she's in the hospital. And in fact, and I told him, "Hey, listen, if you want, we can go over and visit with your friend right now, and just encourage him, and you know, pray for him, and let him know that we're going to be praying for his wife." Well, you know, he he wasn't home, so we didn't, and we did some other things, and then a few minutes later. Um, he was home, and we had the opportunity to talk to him. He, he he came over, and we were just chatting for a few minutes. And what was really neat is, as we were visiting, um, just a couple of a couple of Carterville folks and this neighbor, we had the opportunity to talk to him about his relationship with the Lord. Had a, a very natural gospel conversation. We shared Romans chapter ten, verse nine. You know that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And uh, offered the opportunity for this for this individual to uh, declare Christ as Lord, to come to a day of decision where he surrendered his life to Jesus. And he wanted to do that. So we were able to pray together and celebrate. It was just an awesome, awesome, unexpected moment in our day. And I just, you know, I guess I want to give that testimony just to give glory to the Lord for what he's doing. Also, just to highlight the mission opportunities around us. And by no means do you need for your pastor to stop by for those kind of visits uh, to take place. You know, that Carterville Church member, you know, really the the ministry that they'd been providing is what laid the foundation for that opportunity for the Holy Spirit to work. And I just want everybody to look around and love our neighbors well enough to be on mission together. So I want to switch now to our devotion. Uh, I'm so glad I got to share that testimony with you. Our devotion today comes from uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 12. It's uh, it's a parable, and it sort of continues for me a healthy movement forward in our pursuit of generous hearts. You know, we've been talking about stewardship. We've been talking about uh, giving our best to the Lord, our energy, our love, our resources. And two weeks ago, I preached about about tithing, about giving tithes and offerings to the church. Uh, well, after that, I really walked away from that. I've thought a lot, I've grown a lot, had a lot of church members who shared really good insight with me. I'm blessed in that. But also, um, man, as I just keep thinking forward and forward, yeah, the real freedom I'm looking for here is that God's Holy Spirit would grant us the gift of generosity, that, that we would become free and not slaves anymore to our money or to the things that we own. Uh, and that kind of generosity that God would birth in our heart goes way past just whether or not we tithe to the church and support the ministry of our local gathering of believers. I mean, I think that's important, but I think that the generosity that I want to see the Lord bring to my heart and to our heart as a church goes far past um, just our Sunday morning gathering. And so I want to read a, a parable 
And this uh, this parable, the setting is a, a guy asks Jesus for some help with inheritance. So, and then Jesus tells a parable about uh, material possessions. So let's be honest. Uh, sorting out inheritance can be a tricky issue now, and apparently it was 2,000 years ago. So this guy in the crowd thought that Jesus could help him sort out his inheritance problems with his, with his siblings. Here's how the parable starts. Chapter 12, verse 13. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, my, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. Okay, so the point he wants to teach is that we've got to protect our hearts against greed. We've got to remind ourselves that life is not uh, is not bound up in the abundance of possessions that we own. All right, so here we go. The parable reads like this. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns. And build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat. Drink. Be merry. But God said to him, You fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you've prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. It's kind of neat. I don't know if you caught this, but the the parable ends when the rich fool dies. There's a question of inheritance. God spoke to him and said, you know, who will get what you have prepared for yourself. Just kind of a reminder, and this reminds me a ton of Ecclesiastes, you know, when the writer of Ecclesiastes talks about how it's almost as if we're running the wrong race. We're trying to accumulate success and wealth and trophies for ourselves. And Ecclesiastes like has this recurring reminder that in the end we all die. And who gets our stuff? And who remembers this? Well, in this particular parable, uh, Jesus talks about a rich man who's who was blessed. So let me walk through the parable, make a couple of points. It started with inheritance. A guy said, hey, Jesus, tell my brother to give me the inheritance. It ends with an inheritance. This guy died, and now all the things he spent his life for are passed on to, well, who knows who else? Probably brothers who, like the guy who started the parable, are now squabbling over his wealth. What else could he have done during his lifetime uh, with the with the things that the Lord had blessed him with? All right, so in, in verse um, 16, I think it's pretty neat that the scripture says, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. It's as if Jesus wants to make the point that this guy's wealth was really the virtue of the, of the ground, the earth giving him what he needed. Kind of a quick reminder, well, who supplies that? The Lord does. So really the wealth that this guy enjoyed, it was a blessing from God on the guy. All right, well, then the man, when he has the wealth, he wonders, well, what should I do? with all this. He's got more 
than he needs. And so what he does is he says, I'll build bigger barns. Kind of a reminder of moments in my life when I have had everything that I needed, but I still could not turn off the covetousness or the craving for more. And I think the the, the question that Jesus wants us to be asking in this parable is, what else could the guy have done when the ground yielded him a great harvest? When he had everything he needed and his barns were full to capacity, what could he have done with the surplus? The answer really is that he could have used the abundance that the ground provided to care for the needs of the village, that he could have met somebody else's needs. He could have fed the poor. He could have helped the Levites. He could have cared for the widows, the orphans. Like There are things that he could have done with his wealth besides just storing them up for himself. And the, the abrupt ending of the parable is kind of a reminder that, you know what, this guy, he thought he was going to live for years and years and just enjoy comfort and ease from this you know, prosperous uh, yield from his field wasn't the case. A reminder for all of us, one day we draw our last breath and then we become accountable for what we did with the things that God blessed us with. And for this guy, it's not good. I mean, imagine this. He's going to face his creator in a moment of intense greed. When God blessed him beyond what his barns could hold and instead of blessing somebody else, the guy decided just bulldoze the barns and let's make bigger ones. And his dream, listen to this very very carefully because this touches close to my heart and probably a lot of us. This guy's dream was fueled by his own comfort and luxury. Like he says to himself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. This guy, his idol was his own luxury and pleasure. And because of that, he was fueling his life with greed and covetousness and selfishness instead of generosity. And at the moment of his death, he suddenly dies in the middle of the night and stands before God and has a stark reminder of what matters and what doesn't. And no doubt his kids or some family member down the line is in exactly the same place as the poor guy that asked Jesus, would you please make my brother share the inheritance? Now, his family's fighting over what he had left. The reality is the guy should have blessed his neighbors. Like he should have used what God gave him for the kingdom. All right, so how does that parable sit with us today as a church family? And I, and I think the thing that I want us to work through is remember that everything that God's given us is his blessing and it belongs to him. And it's our privilege, our joy, our opportunity to be generous with it, that we cannot allow our lives to be fueled by greed or selfishness or or a dream of one day being able to be idle and only live for pleasure. Like we are always engaged in God's kingdom from now until the time that we're done. And so I want to encourage you, church family, let's take the warning from this parable from King Jesus and take the things that God's given us and let's do something good with them. If tomorrow the Lord called us to be with him. Would we be proud of the things that we're doing with the things that he's given us? Thanks, church family. God bless you.